This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 621, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, October the 24th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is episode 621, where our releases, sorry, reviews of releases from the week of Wednesday, October the 24th. Um, I actually was going to talk about a lot of comics today, um, but I'm actually having health issues on my own, so this episode is actually later than I originally anticipated it, and it's going to be a lot more truncated than I anticipated, uh, just because of those aforementioned um, health reasons. I actually did read ten releases from this week, which is probably the most I've read in time for a podcast in a long time, but because of health reasons, I'm uh, not able to actually record very long today, so it's going to be pretty short, and I do apologize for that. Um, Releases I will not be talking about include Action Comics, Batgirl, Batman Kings of Fear, Batman Beyond, Black Panther vs. Deadpool, Books of Magic, Infinity War, Sleepwalker, Infinity War, Soldier Supreme, Justice League Odyssey, Moon Girl and Level Dinosaur, Old Old Lady Harley, Sentry, Star Wars Dr. Aphra, uh, The Punisher, The Terrifics, uh, Titans, What If Thor Was Raised by Frost Giants, Wonder Woman, and X-Men Red. Um, So the books I did get a chance to read, which I'm going to go relatively quickly through. First up, we have Amazing Spider-Man number 8. This is by Nick Spencer and Humberto Ramos. Uh, This is The Heist, or Heist Part 1. Um... I like this issue generally, but I did think that we spent a lot of time on a story that ended up not mattering. Well, not not that it doesn't matter. That's that's definitely the wrong way to to, to say it. But um, you have a long intro about the thieves guild, and I just thought that was very protracted and took up a lot of real estate. Then we go to you know kind of a classic uh, Peter Parker and MJ uh, at a at a east at the East River State Park. Uh, having a good time, talking about their lives and the fact that, you know, Mary Jane's kind of been all over the place in terms of her jobs, uh, and then Peter kind of gets roped into an Avengers thing. Uh, the fact that all these different heroes suddenly are missing, uh, you know, their accoutrements um, because of the Thieves' Guild, ostensibly. And, uh, and and then we build into, you know, again, everyone realizing that they're missing stuff, Spider-Man's missing his web shooters, he's plunging to his death, he gets rescued by Cat Black Hat, who then, you know, kind of scar- uh, grabs uh, uh, scratches him in the face. Um, it's not bad. It just felt a lot of like filler, or just kind of like a lot of stuff moving this, like trying to develop the characters and the threat. Um, but I think it went on a little too long. And then even the suddenly everything's being swiped seems a little bit over the top uh, and excessive. I'm going to give it a seven. I thought the arc was good. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with the black cat, and hopefully can rec- you know kind of rectify some of the what I perceive damage was done by Dan Slott and the weird kind of decisions to kind of make her try to be like a kingpinish character that just doesn't fit Felicia. Uh, so I'm hoping we can kind of restore classic Black Cat, but the last page doesn't make you feel like it's going to happen, but hopefully it does. Uh, I'll give it a seven. It's probably more than it deserves, to be honest. Uh, it was good. It was okay. It wasn't great. Uh, next up, we have Detective Comics number 991. Uh, this continues uh, Deface the Face Part 4, uh, The Talking Man by James Robinson and Carmine de Domenico. Um... I thought this was extremely well done and, and well put together. I like two-faced stories can either work or they can't, and Robinson's written some uh, a great uh, two-faced story before, so I really thought this was interesting, um, the way in which they're writing uh, Harvey and Two-Face and what's going to happen at the end when you have um, you know uh, Batman and Two-Face going into battle against uh, Cobra. Uh, this has been an interesting storyline, kind of different directions. Uh, I'm digging, well, this issue in particular, I really enjoyed the art, really enjoyed the story, so I'm going to give it a very solid 8 out of 10. Next up is Infinity Wars Arachnite, uh, number 1. Uh, this, uh, this is kind of a, a weird a weird story by Dennis Hopeless and Ali Garza. It's not that I don't like it, it's just so strange. Uh, it's this weird hodgepodge where you have uh, Moon Knight meets Spider-Man, and uh, just kind of a weird 
choice, and I like that him and Harry are kind of teaming up, and it ends up being that, you know, Norman is actually the villain who killed uh, Peter's parents. Uh, it's interesting. It's different. I don't know if it really matters or if we need to have this story, but it's well do- well told and interesting. So I'm going to give it an 8 anyway. Uh, Moon Knight. I believe this is the last issue for a while. I could be wrong. Uh, this is issue 200 by uh, Bemis and Davidson. Uh, that's Max Bemis and Paul Davidson. I really enjoyed this. I thought it was really interesting uh, sense of closure to the character and the storyline that has gone on for a while now. Um, it's sad because like I've really been enjoying all the different weird permutations of Moon Knight in the last little while, but I thought this was really cool and, again, brought things to a certain logical ending. Um, that last page in particular was I thought was really cool. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I dug it overall. I thought it was interesting. And uh, I guess the, the guest artists here, you have Jason Burroughs, Jeff Lemire, and Bill Sienkiewicz. Obviously, Sienkiewicz is on that last page because, uh, of course, it is. Like, that that says Sienkiewicz in a way that almost nothing can. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8. Uh, I, I know I love giving out 8s. It's one of my favorites, but uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, next up, we have Return of Wolverine number 2 by Charles Sewell and Declan Shalvey. Uh, chapter 2, Limbo. I was bored. Um, I just... It, this felt so small. Like, the death of Wolverine felt so big, and this felt so small, and maybe it's supposed to be more intimate, but it just feels like kind of a weird mess, and you have Wolverine going up against characters that should have more of an emotional connection to him, but they don't even say anything, like Dakin and Omega Red, or like, uncharacteristically silent, and it's just kind of weird, and even the new thing with Wolverine's claws just feels very kind of out of nowhere, and, um, yeah, like, it's just, in in Shava's art, felt very subdued. I'm going to give this a five. Like I just, it's, it felt kind of boring and weird. Like it's just a weird hodgepodge of different tones. And again, it just feels so small and, and inconsequential, which is not how you should feel when you're bringing back Wolverine. Uh, then we got spider get number two, based on a story by Dan Slott, written by Christos Gage and our work by Jorge Molina. Um, this wasn't bad. I just felt like, you know, it's just facilitating a lot of different stories in different places as opposed to feeling like really the main book. Like, it's leading into a lot of the different tie-ins without feeling like it's really telling its own story. And that, I thought, was not a great feeling uh, for a book that's like this. Uh, Molina's artwork is, is good. It's enjoyable. Um, I just felt like the main story wasn't really there. I'm going to give it a six. I feel like the story... I would almost give it, like, three and a half for art, two and a half for story. Is kind of how I'd break it down in my mind. Um, it, it just... It, it was missing something... And it kind of lacks a certain sense of energy and urgency when it's just kind of diverting you to other places. Uh, then we have uh, Spider Girls number one by Jody Hauser and Andres Genole. Um, and this I thought was really cool um, because you have the Renew Your Vows version of, uh, of Spider Girl or Spiderling or whatever you want to call her meeting the May Parker Spider Girl. And that's actually really cool to see. And they have very different lives, actually, obviously, because, you know, um, especially now that. Um, what's her name? Uh, Annie has, has discovered that you know that there was a first child, and this is that first child. Like it's super strange but interesting to see these characters interacting and how they feel. Um, so I, I thought this was actually pretty good, and it was it felt emotional. It felt like it kind of hit on the right beats. It felt like a good story. Um, and this is you know this is kind of an unintended consequence of Spider Geddon is that you're getting this interesting team up that I really enjoyed. Uh, speaking of Spider-Geddon, we have Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider. Uh, this is by Shannon McGuire and Rosie Rossi-Campi. 
Um, so this is interesting. I really enjoyed the art. I thought the art was extremely on point. felt very good. And it was a nice kind of way of showing where the character is after the end of her, the last volume of her comic, uh, that she kind of wants to be back into being hero. And that's all well and good. And then it goes crazy. Like, you get, like, ten pages in, you get, you know, Spider-Ham shows up, and you're like, okay, this is gonna, you know, okay, it's, let's, I forgot it was a Spider-Geddon tie-in, let's jump into that. And then out of nowhere, it just, like, basically says, oh, go read Spider-Geddon 1 and 2, here's where the character is now. It's just like, what has happened? And Spider-Gwen is in a different world now. Uh, a very different world from her own. Uh, which is fine, it just feels so strange. Um, because there's so little explanation for why this character is suddenly without her watch and, and just kind of thrown about on her own. I'm going to kind of bring a demerit here. I, otherwise, I thought this was a pretty solid book. It was just a weird choice in the middle to kind of just throw the character forward but not really explain it that much. Just be like, go read these two issues and... The rest of this did work, and, and you know, having her visit some uh, a version of Peter Parker and be like, "I'm Gwen Stacy," and seeing how that interacts with him, like that's cool. That's very in keeping with the kind of Peter Gwen mythos. But otherwise, I just thought it was uh, you know kind of a weird. It was just that weird break in the middle that I didn't like. Everything else I thought was pretty cool, um, and uh, something I really very much enjoyed. Uh, now, what else did I read? Well, I got uh, let's see, The Flash Fifty Seven. Um, so this is interesting. Um, so first of all, I'm really enjoying the art. You got art by Scott Collins. It's written by Joshua Williamson, and uh, they continue to be a good creative team together. As you have, um, uh, you know, Flash trying to, to figure out what to do in this weird kind of mindscape that he's stuck in. Um, it, it's an interesting story. Fun art. It's kind of a kind of classic kind of weird story inside the, the brain of Heatwave. A uh, major thing happens to Heatwave. He no longer has his scars anymore. He looks like kind of classic Heatwave now and not New 52 Heatwave. Um, and I like that, you know, you have Barry and Iris kind of setting off on this this quest, this adventure together, and that I really liked. Uh, Earth-18, we have Hunter Zolomon deciding he's going to be the true Flash. That's, uh, you know, okay, cool, whatever. Um, overall, I thought this was, you know, engaging, interesting fun stuff uh, with, you know, Commander Cold having more of a place, having Barry and Iris reconciling and going on this adventure together. I really like that. So I'm going to give it an 8. And last but not least, we have X-Men Black Juggernaut. Uh, this is uh, by Robbie Thompson, artwork by Sean Crystal, and I, I honest, honestly, the artwork I found really difficult. Um, it just was kind of oh, cartoony, and it just really wasn't to my taste. It's not that it was bad art, because I, I honestly don't think it was bad art. It's just not art I particularly enjoyed or appreciated. Um, the story is an, an interesting one about, you know, what's been holding Kane back and from truly being unstoppable, and, you know, there's been a lot of Kane stories, so I just feel like, you know, at the end of the day, you always get, you get these type of story every once in a while where you kind of have to reaffirm that he is unstoppable. Uh, but other than that, like, it, you know, it was enjoyable and interesting. I don't know how much I really appreciated or cared for the apocalypse story, but I haven't. I don't think I've read all the previous tie-ins, or so I, I kind of feel like I read part four before reading part one, two, and three. So I'm not really going to um, comment on that. Just the main Juggernaut story, which I would give probably a six. And I'll be honest, it's more like four for story, two for art, and not because it's bad art. It just wasn't wasn't for me, and I it didn't motivate me to want to read more of it and I actually found a bit of an eyesore at times and difficult to kind of get through it it's just not my style and that's okay 
Uh, looking forward to next week for the October 31st releases, or really yesterday's releases. Uh, next week I'll definitely be talking about Daredevil and Extermination. Those are the ones I at least have read so far. I'll probably be talking about one of these other books, including uh, Batman Secret Files, Avengers Halloween Special, uh, Deathstroke Yogi Bear, Green Knight and Huckleberry Hound, Heroes in Crisis, Hex Wives, I'm excited to read that, Infinity Wars, Iron Hammer, Justice League, Aquaman, Drowned Earth, Justice League Dark and Wonder Woman, The Witching Hour, number one, Marvel 2-in-1, Multiple Man, Nightwing, Magellan, Gorilla, Old Man Hawkeye, Old Man Logan, Spider Force, Superman, Top Cat, The Terrifics, Tony Stark, Iron Man, Vault of Spiders, West Coast Avengers, What If Magic Became Sorcerer Supreme, and X-Men Black, Hammer Frost, which I believe is the last of these uh, X-Men Black books. Anyways, thanks for uh, listening to this episode. I uh, apologize for having to uh, go so quickly into so many different uh, comics. I mean... But uh, we got it done. We got it done in less than 15, and we talked about 10 books. So thank you for joining me. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Our uh, next episode will be up tomorrow. It'll be our my conversation with Brian Augustine, and I'm uh, looking forward to people to hear that. It was a really great conversation. We, got, we went really deep into the first two issues of, 19, of uh, Archie 1941, uh, which is such a great book. You should definitely pick that up. Uh, so uh, check that out tomorrow. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.